Broadcasting live from Forsaken Crossroads on the plain of Arena, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is Cameron. Huh? And Nelson is off this week. But James is always here, uh, but he's going to always he's going to be on the microphone a little bit more this week. I think. Heck yeah, let's go. He tried to get on the microphone at one point last week to presumably correct us on something very important, but new audio routing and we didn't <laughs> he didn't quite have it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This is a show about Pokemon now, right? Yes. Cool. Great. Accurate. Yeah. Also, Final Fantasy XIV. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Free up to level 60. Fantastic. The award-winning uh, Heaven's Word expansion. Oh, okay. I should write that down. Thank you. That's good to know. Mm. Uh, <laughs> before we get into it, lots to talk about. Holy moly. I'm glad this wasn't the news announcement that went up during Desert Bus Week. Uh, this is... Uh, uh, much to discuss, but before we do that, a reminder, of the course, that the show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. They're great. Buy your cards there. Good prices. Great customer service. Very fast shipping. And you can tell them Loading Ready Run sent me button, please, and they will give you a little one-inch button, which currently says, I foretold you so. Possibly relevant to one of the cards we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> also, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run and we thank you so much for doing that uh thank you for also the comments on the new the new digs the new setup mm-hmm. here in studio c the loading ready run moon base um yeah uh, it we, was uh, nice to be back one on what's jiggy yeah and really. it's <laughs> it's really nice to be back in person and getting to like at least in person when we talk over one another it's not on like a slight delay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That it's uh it, it's a little easier to respond and react mm-hmm. and uh seed ground. Yeah. So it's it's a big improvement um both for just for ourselves and uh and for uh hopefully for mm-hmm. for you. I don't know if it there's any sort of up or down benefit to the audio listeners because of course if you're if you only subscribe to this as a podcast, hello. But, you know, there's nowhere for you to really, like, leave a comment. I guess fire us a tweet if you're yeah. on Twitter. If you're a podcast-only listener, uh, give us a, a tweet at Loading Ready Run or me personally at Graham underscore LRR. Let me know uh, if it if everything sounds good. Um, yeah, I got my DMs open Yeah, I'm... at Unarmed Oracle. <laughs> Just slide on in. Get in there. Before we get into the main topic this week... Uh, another thing to talk about from last week. We were talking about the secret layers, mm. and we talked about the one for Arcane, and there were four cards in it. We were n- not to know that there were supposed to be seven. I think some people knew this. I don't know how they knew this, but three more cards for that particular secret layer got revealed. Mm. So just want to mention that now. So that's seven cards for the for the $30, because, you know, better than four anyway. Mm. And so the new ones are Duress, which a couple content creators got to see with this uh, it's a Jinx, with the sort of shattered eye thing. So that that's cool. Uh, also, Round 2, which is a flavor name for Seize the Day. Hmm. So it's the three and a red, untap a creature. After this main phase, there's an additional combat phase, then additional main phase. And then also another... Flavor reskin, uh, Denting Blows, which is actually Croson Grip. Hmm. So two and a green, split second, destroy artifact or enchantment. If, uh, yeah, if uh, Sensei's Divining Top is giving you trouble, you must grip it. 
I Up don't. Sensei's top. That's the one. You must grip it. Yep. Turn four alpha strike. You must cryptic. Ooh, as I was JT. Crows and grip it. Now, the other thing <laughs> about you, Alex. the arcane secret lair is that we, I mean, I'm, in, myself in particular, we're critical of the artist credit, or rather lack of artist credit, because they're all just credited to Riot Games. Something mm-hmm. else I was not to know last week is that the reason, and it honestly, it's a perfectly fine reason now that I know, but the reason that these are not credited to individual artists is because there is no individual artist, because all the art on these cards is screenshots <laughs> from the show. So, I mean, on the one hand, props to the animation team that they have made such a apparently gorgeous animated series that you could take a screenshot from it and put it on a magic card. Uh, on the downside, the magic cards are just screenshots of a cartoon, <laughs> which many people have taken umbrage with that, that they're not sort of like special art for this. They are just screenshots from the show. So it's like, ah, yeah, all right. But my 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 artist credit complaint, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I rescind that mm-hmm. and lodge a different, much smaller complaint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I could have found these altars on DeviantArt. <laughs> no, wow, I don't actually, know. though. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. Anyway. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm being facetious. Mm. People, people sometimes don't, don't like uh, subtlety. Uh, we have discovered <laughs> over the many years of doing this. Mm. So let's get, let's start talking about something with a lot of subtlety. Yeah. Nuance. Yeah. Well, we try, we do try. Again, we had a comment, we, we had a YouTube comment on an episode of Is This Your Card mm-hmm. on the Stream VODs channel because Wheeler's been playing Magic Arena. He's been doing the new player experience on Magic Arena, and there was someone commented, it's like, reminder, Loading Ready Run is sponsored by Wizards of the Coast. And so I was like, yo, we're not. No. We're not. This show, this is not sponsored by Wizards. They don't get to tell us what to say. Mm-hmm. We, ha- we do work with them a lot understandably yeah i can appreciate why you might have that confusion but we're very clear when a specific piece of content is sponsored by wizards and this one is not and i and you'll you'll see the 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 reason and i know i've said this before i'm a broken record for longtime listeners of the show but the reason that some people think that about this show is because we don't get that angry yeah (laughs) we're not like everything is either awesome or terrible you know we try to bring a lot of nuance to it and it doesn't always work it's like a couple of years ago when i muted the word fetch land <laughs> and the words fetch lands fetch and land along with uh you miss hot... out on all those mean girls memes yeah i know it's it's a it's a price i'm willing to pay along with the words hot take and unpopular opinion <laughs> um just not a lot of productive conversation happening. Hot take. Lands are so fetch. I hope that's not an unpopular opinion. And then, then your mute filters cancel each other out and explode. Yep. Well, see, you, you, you slipped right through because I there's an option in Twitter uh, where people you follow won't be muted. Oh! So I had to, had to slam those buttons over. <laughs> Just like firing the Death Star. Yeah. I mean, I don't... This I, I don't talk about like most of my magic opinions on 
on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, specifically because I just don't have the time in the day. Yeah. And I have this. This is the platform for you to hear my opinions about magic if you really mm-hmm. want. And we, we can we can discuss in the comments if, if need be. Um, oh, actually, hey, here's something way more fun. Um, another piece of magic news uh, pertinent to us specifically mm-hmm. is that there was a big article about Unfinity. Yes. I totally forgot about that. People are so annoyed about alchemy, I forgot about that they're annoyed for a oh, different thing. Yeah. So Shout out to the arena team. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, um, uh, Unfinity is the new unset. Uh, it's a new draft set. It's coming out in 2022. April? April 1st. I think. Isn't it? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I think so. That sounds right. And... There was an article about it from Mark Rosewater talking about a couple different things and showing off some of the cards. It was very exciting. It's uh, I'll tell you right now, that's the first time that we've seen the cards in an actual card frame. I I don't want to get too into the weeds because I don't know how into the weeds I'm allowed to get. But when we were doing, because a reminder, Cameron and I and Kathleen got to do creative text writing on Unfinity, which is Mm -hmm. super exciting. Creative text is names and flavor text. It's the text on the cards that right, yes. isn't mechanically relevant, right? So you've got the design team and they do all that and then they commission the art and everything and then it comes to a creative text team, which in this instance was Cameron, myself, Kathleen, Sean Baby. Yeah. Which is wild yeah. if you're aware of like, who Sean Baby oh, is. Oh, Sean Baby, cool. Y- yeah. He was good at it. He was amazing. Um, this guy named Austin, who's like a, he's done yeah, flavor text on fed, many sets. Veteran. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and sort of all those people were in a pool under our supervisor for this, who was a gentleman by the name of Ari, who was also very funny. And, of course, Mark Rosewater, because he's in every... Mark's on every team for the unsets. And so he was also doing flavor text and names and stuff. And so it was this big, like, comedy um, forge, yeah, uh, which was tons of fun. So they've... They've spoiled some cards. We can actually look at those in a moment, probably. Mm-hmm. He said, casually warning James. <laughs> um, but uh, the other thing that they that they talked about is something that I think Mark had mentioned to us. I was sort of only sort of vaguely aware of it. Um, and uh, now getting to sort of see it, I'm like, oh, okay, now I understand what they were talking about, which is this unset, they're printing in black border. And it's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unsets are printed in silver border because silver border is where you put all the joke cards that you can't play in normal magic. But what's what's happening this time is that all the cards in Infinity are either going to be technically silver border, meaning that the they will bear uh, the the mark of an acorn. There'll be an acorn logo. Uh, on commons and uncommons, it's just in the middle of the bottom of the card, and on rares, it'll be the hollow foil stamp will be in the shape of an acorn because squirrels, right? Uh, and that basically means silver border. That is the new sort of designation for that. But other cards in the set will be playable in eternal formats, like Commander, for example. And I mean, I get it because there have been times we were looking at what was the like the incredible. Death Ray, whatever it was, the one that was like, well, no, because that one doesn't technically work because that one said it had trample. Now they figured out how to print that on Black Border. But right. often right. there are cards in unsets that are like, I don't see any reason you couldn't run this in Black Border. I don't think there's any reason that mm-hmm. this couldn't just be printed as is in a Black Border set. And so they went, okay. Yeah. 
let's do that. And I I feel like there was probably like a very dull process reason that it couldn't just be printing half the set in black border and half in silver. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. The, yeah. Uh like maybe something literally to do with like the sheets. Mm-hmm. Like the printing sheet. Or or maybe it's just like maybe that they determined that, that would be more confusing. I don't know. People have not responded super well to that. Some people have. I frankly I like it because I like the idea that that you have navigated around that uh that interaction of the like Oh, I wish I could play this in my commander deck because this is actually just funny and there's no mm-hmm. there's no reason that it doesn't. So the distinction is basically the acorn cards, formerly Silver Border, are ones that are like uh, things that care about like the letters in a card name or... The, the art. The or, art. So here's yeah. one that they spoiled. Assembled Ensemble, four and a white for a star six, artifact creature, clown robot bard, Mm. It's got Vigilance. Assembled Ensemble's power is equal to the number of robots you control, and whenever you cast a spell with an artifact creature in its art, create a 1-1 white clown robot artifact creature token. So this one, uh, it, it it cares about the art, which that's not something that regular magic can do. So this has the little acorn stamp at the bottom, which you see, and so this is only going to be a only playable in silver border magic or in un, in acorn magic, I guess. Is, I think they're right. just calling it that. So yes. all silver border cards previously are now acorn magic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This one, by the way, uh, this card changed a bit from when we saw it because w- this one they determined in their like sort of last pass on the name and flavor text. I've checked that I, I can I can talk about this a little bit. They realized that it looked more like the group of robots because when we were mm. s- suggesting names for this, it was the big one. Yeah, it was one robot. I yeah yeah, and uh, I think someone I think someone suggested like doink doinkbot or the dingomatic or something or, like yeah, that or tingbot. Yeah, something it's got like a little, that. Like it's got a little triangle. It's playing the triangle, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so it, it was. We'll do at some point. We will do an episode. Where we uh, go through, and I've cleared this. <laughs> we will okay. do an episode where we uh, look at the cards and also talk about uh, other suggestions that we had, Cameron and Kathleen and myself. We'll get Kathleen on the show as well uh, for that. We'll talk about other suggestions that we had for the cards. So it's like, this card is called this. I had suggested this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll mm-hmm. talk a little bit about sort of the the... The creative process there, and I yeah. think that'll be a blast. So yeah. obviously no nicknames episode for Infinity, mm-hmm. but that'll be closer to yeah. I had a Borges joke for this card. It didn't get through. I couldn't <laughs> couldn't keep it short enough. <laughs> I also had a Borges joke for this card. <laughs> it's weird. Most of Cam's jokes were Borges related. I don't, yeah, I don't know. no, I was just, I was on a thing. <laughs> so they also spoiled a couple others. Um, we saw Saw in Half. Uh, so this one is eternal. So this is a uh, sign half, two and a black, instant, destroy target creature. If that creature dies this way, its controller creates two tokens that are copies of it, except their base power is half that creature's power and their base toughness is half that creature's toughness. Round up each time. Gets into aristocrats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was Kathleen's flavor text. The audience always loves it, but volunteers are divided. It's a very clean joke. Yeah. Someone just someone discovered very quickly that with dual caster mage, this card goes infinite. 
So that's fun. The, the, r- briefly, the way that works, you target any creature with Saw in Half, flash in Dual Caster Mage, copy Saw in Half, targeting Dual Caster Mage. So that resolves. The Dual Caster Mage dies. You replace it with two 1-1 one, one Dual Caster Mages. Then you copy the Saw in Half and target the Dual Caster Mages, and it just... You can do that as long as you want mm-hmm. and make a functionally infinite number of Dual Caster Mages. And then, I, I, I don't know. Death Triggers? Oh, death trick. Yeah, sack them all to something. I don't know, give them all haste. Or like, just have a blood artist out. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah, right. That would also work really well. So, yeah, a lot of different varieties of things you can do with dual caster mage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also didn't know the rarities when we were working on these cards. Did you realize that? Uh, I I think there was like a, you know, a C or a U or an R. I have no memory of this. I don't know. Because I was like, oh, yeah, that is a rare. That's good that that's a rare. Mm-hmm. The other one, actually, um, there's uh, Killer Cosplay. I was like, oh, that should be mythic. That's good that that's mythic. Um, this one's fun. So it's single green mana for an artifact equipment. When killer cosplay becomes attached to a creature, choose a creature card name with an identical mana cost. Obviously, this is Acorn, because that's another thing you can't do in Black Border Magic. Um, that, that creature becomes a copy of the card with the chosen name until killer cosplay becomes unattached from it and equip three. So you can... Mm-hmm. You can equip this to a a Mons Goblin Raiders and say that it's a Goblin Guide. What a bad yeah. example, Graham. Um, I mean, the art is a grizzly bear as uh, dressed Lurg- up like a Lurgoyf. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, he's wearing a little a little Lurg or I mean, possibly a Tarmogoyf specifically mm-hmm. costume. So, here's a great example of collaborative flavor text. I suggested, ah. Hank. I don't know why Hank, because I was I was imagining like someone being at a at the at like the fair, the astratorium, this this sort of carnival. Ah, Hank, look, it's adorable. Uh, and then Mark Rosewater liked that and ran with it into, as you see it now, the Ah Hans run. Get the camera. He's adorable. Hmm. To attributed to Steffi Bob's daughter. Next words, <laughs> rather than last words. Which I which I quite enjoy. <laughs> I'm I'm most proud of the other one that they spoiled though, which mm-hmm. is uh, the Space Family Goblinson. <laughs> I've always enjoyed goblin cards and the text mm-hmm. on them, and I got to name a legendary goblin. <laughs> I the my favorite part about this was I think it was it was Austin mm-hmm. who I mentioned earlier who I suggested Space Family Goblinson, and Austin just responded in all caps with Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's a very silly pun. It is, yeah. but it works. Yeah, it's it's two layers deep too. Because it's like the Space Family Robinson from Lost in Space, mm-hmm. which is still relevant. It's on Netflix. There's a new series on Netflix currently. <laughs> you uh, was referencing the Swiss Family Robinson mm-hmm. from the book, The Swiss Family Swiss Robinson, Robinson. I guess. Yeah, we're they working on like us. eight layers of irony here. Anyway. I'm pretty sure that's a Sean Baby flavor text, if I recall correctly. Uh, yeah, that that does seem like a Sean Baby. The goblin word for vacation translates roughly to a battered landscape of noise and violence. That's good. Hmm. I I poked my head in the recently the the list to remind myself of a few things and how it all how it all went. I think I suggested something like you can hear them long before they arrive and smell them long after they leave <laughs> or something like that. Anyway, I'm super excited for Infinity. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to talk more about about the the process behind behind all these cards. But now we're going to talk about a different thing. 
So yesterday at time of recording. So mm-hmm. we're, we're responding to this as quickly as we can, and things could change. Who knows? They might. Things have changed before when people have made made it clear that they're very not happy about a certain thing, uh, is that Wizards of the Coast announced alchemy. And I'll talk, I'll explain what that is. Uh, they, they teased this ahead of time. They were like, big announcement for Arena. And they did the weekly MTG stream with uh, Blake Rasmussen and, uh, oh gosh, I don't remember the other two people that were there. They were, they were Arena designers. And they talked a bit about alchemy, which is... Uh, a new play mode on Arena. So here are the facts about it, and then we'll get into the weeds about a bunch of different stuff. So it is a standard format. So it's based on standard. It uses the cards that are in standard, and it rotates when standard rotates. So it's a digital mirror to standard. It is not replacing standard on Arena. Standard still exists on Arena, a one-to-one reflection of how it is on paper, if you play with the physical cards. However, alchemy includes two additions, or I guess 1.5 additions. It's got more digital-only cards. We talked about the digital-only cards a while back, and they introduced 10 of them with Jumpstart Horizons, and now there are 63 more coming, and 30 more with every standard set, they've said. Okay. And rebalanced cards. So cards that are in standard are being tweaked for alchemy. Sort of like a, I mean, they're like a digital errata. They're being buffed or nerfed, essentially. I think they've got, I think of the 10 that they've shown, that they've said they're going to do, I think it's about even between buffs and nerfs. Hmm. Um, So... The, uh, they say, once Alchemy launches, you can log on to Arena to receive automatically and at no cost to you three Alchemy boosters, six rare Alchemy individual card rewards, and one Alchemy mythic rare. So, uh, and the, the, the way that card duplication works, this kind of confused me, was that um, each, each sort of cycle of Alchemy is tied to a specific set. So this one's tied to Crimson Vow. So if you get... If you buy a bunch of alchemy boosters, you'll get alchemy rares. And then once you collect all the alchemy rares, then you will start getting Crimson Vow rares. Once you get all the alchemy rares and all the Crimson Vow rares, then you will get the gems from duplicate protection if you get four of a four of a rare. So okay. that's that's So you have to get the alchemy versions of the cards separately i don't think it well that's not the alchemy versions of the cards that's like cards that are in alchemy because okay the 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 63 okay new cards yeah great great the rebalanced cards Mm -hmm. sorry there's so much detail here the rebalanced cards are different i like this if you have if you have the the card as printed you also have the rebalanced card those are not separate okay good good, so if you have for an example they changed Essica's Chariot. We'll talk about the specifics in a moment. If you already have four Essica's Chariot, you have four of either version. You it's you don't have to collect them separately. So that's good. That would be uh, real bad. Yeah. This is coming down the pipe real fast. We're recording this on uh, December 3rd. You're listening to this at earliest on Monday the 6th. 
four, five, six. Yes, I can six. count. Okay, yeah. Uh, and and Alchemy is happening in three days from when you're hearing this. It launches on December 9th. <laughs> so, yeah. Here's a quick FAQ from the Wizards page. When does it launch? December 9th. We'll talk about the, the cards. Uh, so it's a, it's a digital-only format. You can play it in best of one, best of three, ranked and unranked, and it will feature in things like the Midweek Magic and the Festival Events. Uh, you can purchase alchemy boosters for a thousand gold, or fifteen of them for three thousand gems. The same price as standard set boosters. And a special alchemy bundle containing twenty boosters will be available for three thousand gems or fifteen thousand gold. Limit purchase one per player. Um, and yeah, if you already have the cards, you 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 have them. Uh, right. How does duplicate protection work? When opening an alchemy booster, it will prioritize the new to digital magic cards created for the current alchemy set. If you've collected playsets of all of those, you will receive cards of the same rarity from the adjacent standard set, in this case Crimson Vow. If you are set complete for both alchemy and the standard set, normal duplication protection rules apply. Which is, I don't I don't like. I, I wish that it worked the same duplicate protection way, that like it's because it's its own thing it's like yeah. but it's not its own set right because they're they're rolling so i i see why they tied it to a set because they're rolling out 30 new mm-hmm. alchemy cards for every standard set but i do i get why you did it i don't like it yeah i uh i think they could have been a little generous with this mm-hmm. um you know get butts in the seats mm-hmm. i will say Broadly speaking, I'm perfectly fine with yeah. alchemy existing. There's a huge asterisk that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. We have not forgotten, but before we get to that, um, sure, yeah, you know, I mean, there's, there's, we've talked before about you have arena and you have modes of play. You can only play on arena. This happened on Magic Online as well, and so you've got modes of play. You can only play on paper, and you can only play on Magic Online. You can only play on arena. Fundamentally, I don't have a problem with that, mm-hmm. especially since standard, actual standard, is staying on arena. I'm, you know, it's. I I don't think it will cause the confusion that some critics are concerned that it will. Yeah. Um. Again, there's a big asterisk that we'll talk about later. But broadly speaking, it's like, okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting play space to be in. Yeah. Right? Also, Hearthstone has been kind of doing this for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, in a vacuum, I kind of think this is interesting. I'm interested to see what Wizards does with the, um, the configurational space afforded to it by a digital product where it can... They can rebalance cards as they need to instead of having to ban them. Mm-hmm. Or they can introduce cards that um, do things that can only really be done in digital. Yeah. Right? Like the the RNG cards that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Right? I In a let's, vacuum, I like it. Yeah. Even. L- uh, let's actually start talking about those. They've revealed some of the digital-only cards. So in Jumpstart Horizons, they re- they did 10 of these. Mm-hmm. And it was ones like the Sarkhan that can you conjure was the keyword a right. Shivan dragon into your hand, or uh, also Sarkhan made the cards in your hand dragon cards that were already in your hand cost less, but your opponent had no way of knowing if you had any dragon cards in your hand or mm-hmm. how many you had, right? And things that you can only do digitally, where it's information that only one player knows, or 
you know, making a card appear out of out of thin air, right? So <laughs> that was kind of interesting. Um, they've gone hard. <laughs> yeah, so let's okay. talk about this. So first up, we have Captain Eberhart. One and a white for a 1-1 legendary creature human soldier. He's got double strike. And spells cast from among cards you drew this turn cost one less to cast. Spells cast from among your opponent from among cards your opponents drew this turn cost one more to cast. This turn. Okay, so that's just those are just a static ability. Yeah. So it just mean that's just that's just ongoing. It's just if if I play this and pass the turn back to you, anything that was already in your hand when I cast him is fine. Is fine. Yep. But anything, anything you draw that turn, turn yeah. is going to be more expensive. Yeah. But if you hold that card until your next turn, it'll be in a normal cost again. Yes. I mean, this is this is a really interesting. <laughs> it's super bear. interesting. I think this is kind of a cool card. This is super I, interesting. I um. I mean, a very good example of the kind of thing that you can't really do in paper, mm-hmm. right? Because even if you, even if you trust your opponent, right? Right. And, yeah, I mean, you should be able to trust your you opponent, should, to but... be honest. Um, yeah, some days I'm just like, I have no idea what I've actually drawn this turn. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I, I guess I could keep it in a separate pile, but, you know, that's, I assume there's game information being passed back mm-hmm. and forth through some channel mm-hmm. when that happens um i i think this is neat yeah i think it's super <laughs> neat i mean you can go back if you so desire to the episode where we talk about jumpstart for sort of our broad philosophical feelings about the the digital only cards but fundamentally we're okay with them right mm-hmm. i know i know not everyone agrees about that but it's like we're like it's it's a thing you can only do on arena why not why not explore that space i think it's super interesting mm-hmm. and it doesn't it literally doesn't affect what you can play what you can play in paper again there's this big historic asterisk looming and we will get to it but mm-hmm. uh let's let's keep talking um absorb energy is next one blue blue for an instant counter target spell cards in your hand that share a type with that spell perpetually gain the spell costs one less to cast so if you counter a creature any creatures you have in your hand at that time are one cheaper to cast yeah. Fascinating. This is uh did they did they fix um uh uh, uh from Legends best counter spell ever printed. Oh. Well, second best counter Mana spell. Drain? Mana Drain. Mana <laughs> Drain. Oh, yeah. I mean I forget about Mana Drain. Brain. <laughs> absorb energy, Mana Drain, very similarly yeah. <laughs> similar yeah. names. Energy dra- energy absorbance. I don't know. But like power suck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, Geist Channeler. One and a blue for a one three human wizard. When Geist Channeler enters the battlefield, choose an instant or sorcery in your hand with mana value three or greater. It perpetually gains the spell costs two less to cast. Now don't forget, perpetually means even if you Oh, if you target something in your hand with flashback mm-hmm. flashback right, is an flashback. alternate cost so that card perpetually getting that would make the flashback cost cheaper wouldn't it yeah it should neat it should. I, like i would think that this would operate a lot like goblin electromancer yeah overall 
Um, it's just card specific. Yeah. Huh. And also, this isn't altering its CMC, or sorry, its mana value. Correct, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, this is this is interesting. I like these cards. I think these are neat. Yeah, I think these are super neat. This one, this next one, Patient Zero. Look at this. This is, I, I, I hadn't seen this one until this morning, and James put it up on screen before we were testing, mm-hmm. and I did a loud swear. <laughs> Because yep. I was so surprised. So patient zero, one in a black for a two-two zombie. It's got life link, which is just a nice bonus because the rest of it says damage isn't removed from creatures your opponents control during cleanup steps. People have joked a lot about how th- these digital only cards are the hearthstoning of Magic mm-hmm. Arena. This this one is literally no no. Only you are playing Hearthstone. Yes, are playing- I am still playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. This is kind of similar to like creatures you control have in fact have yeah. had in fact or wither I guess wither yeah, yeah wither but they still they, the they punch maintain their power yeah so anyway I, neat yeah neat I think this is neat uh, Toralf's disciple this one is this one's kind of ridiculous two and a red for a three three human warrior with haste whenever Tor whenever it attacks Toralf's disciple so whenever it attacks conjure four cards named a lightning bolt into your library then shuffle so we had conjure into your hand but now you conjure <laughs> cam's just seeing this for the first time <laughs> conjure into your library every time it attacks i thought that was an etb trigger that means you attack and now there's four bolts in your deck if you get to untap and attack again now there's eight bolts in your deck eventually okay. your deck will be statistically all lightning bolts by volume <laughs> So you cast Doomsday. Yeah. But you don't do anything good with it. And instead, <laughs> afterwards, you cast this. It's mill protection, too. Yeah. You just keep yeah, attacking yeah. Oh, Toral's God, Disciple. Yeah, you can't get foul. milled out. because You keep adding four cards yes. to your deck every turn. This card is stupid. So, uh, yeah, you cast Doomsday, but instead of World Gorger Dragon and Animate Dead. Oh, boy. So... Th- this 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 next one I love I mm-hmm. I love this because if you're like me you immediately understand how this card's gonna work. Mm-hmm. Ishkana Broodmother, three and a green for a three five legendary spider with reach. Other spiders you control get plus one plus two. For one and a Golgari, so one in a black or one in a green, and exile two cards from your graveyard. Draft a card from Ishkana Broodmother's spellbook. <laughs> You want to know what the cards in Ishkana Broodmother's spellbook are? Uh, I'm assuming there's going to be uh, like a an encrust, but like a spider web. No, they're, they're all spiders. Well, actually, no, they're not all spiders, but they're all spider related. But the mm-hmm. point is, you probably at home totally understand what that means, which mm-hmm. is you pay this cost and then you look at the spellbook and you pick a card from it, right? I don't know if it's like... Um, I don't know if it'll be like the Davriel Planeswalker, where there was all of Davriel's ter- right. terms and conditions, right? Right. And, right. But you got to you got three of them at random. I actually missed because I watched the presentation. I actually forget if drafting you only see some of the cards, but I'll just go through them real quick. Twin Silk Spider, 
Drider, Broodweaver, Glowstone Recluse, Notvold Recluse, Hatchery Spider, oh good goodness, Mammoth Spider, Netcaster Spider, Sentinel Spider, Snare Spinner, Sporecap Spider, Spidery Grasp, Spider Spawning, mm-hmm. Prey Upon, and Arachnoform. So uh, that's exciting. <laughs> One thing I do want to point out that I thought was really cute yeah. is um, it tells you to draft yeah. from the cards. There are 15 cards that you can draft from. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, it probably does give you the whole pack. I, I would assume it gives you the whole pack oh, because good. it's giving you 15 cards, 15 cards in the pack of draft. Yeah, I thought that right. was cute. So I hadn't this seen is that. kind of like, this is a wish on a stick. Yeah. For a very particular sideboard. <laughs> spider wish. Yeah, spider wish. <laughs> I think that's, this is cool. Yeah. I think this is cool. I think these are all really cool. Um, begin anew is next. Green, green, white, white. It's a wrath in mm-hmm. green, well, with green. Destroy all creatures. Creature cards in your hand perpetually gain plus one, plus one. So Don't it might, care for it. <laughs> might take you a while to build back, but when you do, your creatures will be bigger. Well, what about this one? Gitrog, Horror of Zava. It's a new Gitrog monster. Okay, okay, two, I'm here for it. Two black green, six, six, legendary frog horror with menace, because of course it is. At the beginning of each combat, if Gitrog, Horror of Zava, is untapped, any opponent may sacrifice a creature. If they do, tap Gitrog, then seek a land card and put it onto the battlefield, tapped. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, it perpetually gains... Black, green, and tap, and sacrifice this land, draw a card. That's any land, not just ones put yeah. on the battlefield from that ability. Yeah. Uh, okay, then seek a land card. There's a word missing. Basic? Mm-hmm. Now, don't forget, seek is not tutor. Seek, you don't get to pick. Right. It's going to randomly give you a land card from your deck. Uh-huh. Seek is, I don't even think it drills down. I think it's it randomly takes something in your deck that satisfies the requirement. So I, yes, it can seek non-basics. I like those odds. Yeah. Field of the dead, make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Ominous Traveler is next. This, uh, first of all, flavor-wise, this is great. Sorry, what's Love that? the artwork. Oh, yeah. This so, is very, like early or mid-90s magic. This could be from Legends. Yeah. Oh, I like this. I like these colors. Good work, Igor Kirilak. I love that it's... So it's two generic mana for a 1-1 human. It's colorless. Mm-hmm. It's just a creepy human. When Ominous Traveler enters the battlefield, draft a card from Ominous Traveler's spellbook. <laughs> that card perpetually gains. You may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast the spell and... When you cast this spell, return a creature named Ominous Traveler you control to its owner's hand. Wow, that's powerful. Goodness gracious. Oh, okay. The, tell me tell me about Ominous Traveler's spellbook. It could be anything under that cloak. It could be Dominating Vampire, Vampire Socialite, Stromkirk Blood Thief, Falconrath Pit Fighter, Wolfkin Outcast, Howlpack Piper, Tovalar, Dire Overlord, Patrician Geist, Shipwreck Sifters, Steelclad Spirit, Heron Blessed Geist, Arch Ghoul of Thraben, Champion of the Perished, Headless Rider, and Blade Stitched Scob. You pull that cloak off, it could be a vampire, a werewolf, a ghost, a zombie. Could it be something good? <laughs> 
I would like it if it was something good. <laughs> Some of those cards are good. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. They none of them yeah, take it away. <laughs> All right. The, the last one is uh, where we're broadcasting from. It's Forsaken Crossroads. This one, I question. Th- this one, to me, does not fall under the camp of can only be done digitally. I think okay. this one's this one could absolutely be printed in paper. Uh, it's a land. It enters the battlefield tapped. As it enters the battlefield, choose a color. When Forsaken Crossroads enters the battlefield, scry one. If you weren't the starting player you may untap Forsaken Crossroads instead. Tap to add one mana of the chosen color. Oh. This seems like it would be great in Commander, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah, this... I don't think it's that difficult to keep track of who who went first in the game. Yeah, no. But maybe, I don't know, if this is like... If this drops on turn eight and you're like, wait... Who went first? Did you go first this game? I mean, I always remember who went first because it's something that I deeply resent. But... (laughs) Not everyone's me. So, yeah. That, oh, that traveler. When I said it felt like (laughs) mid-90s magic, I didn't mean, (laughs) I didn't mean like this. You didn't mean sort of the the general like, oh, that looks cool. What's it do? Oh. Oh. So those are just some, that's everything they've released right now, but there's going to be 63 new cards for Alchemy and on Arena that are digital only. And that it will only exist in Arena. And then they said there's going to be 30 of them for every standard set coming out. So the next 30 will be when Kamigawa Neon Dynasty hits. Okay. That's all. That's still fine. I'm still fine with all of that. Mm-hmm. Here's where things start to get a little weird. Let's talk about the rebalanced cards. Now, you may remember, you may, however, also have easily forgotten that they ran an event on Arena some months ago where they were like, it, it was like, Oko's wacky trip through the looking glass or whatever it was called, where they took a handful of cards that were banned in standard and rebalanced them, basically. So stuff like Oko and Uro and uh, Nexus of Fate? I don't know if that was one of them. But anyway, they took a handful of cards and changed the wording on them so they weren't quite so broken and was like, hey, for this event, you can play a standard deck, but you it, you can also play these cards. You don't have to, but you can also play these cards that are that are you know altered in some way mm-hmm. to to make them a little less playable. And that event was very popular, and so that is that's now been sort of codified as part of this as part of this alchemy format. So there are 10, 10 cards, I think. So actually, well, here's what they say. Here, let me let me read you from Donald Smith's article. To foster an evolving metagame and to keep pace with the millions of games played on Magic Arena each day, we'll be regularly rebalancing cards in Alchemy. By the way, in the presentation that they give, that they gave rather on 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 Weekly MTG, mm-hmm. they said that uh, last year there were over a billion games of Magic played on Arena. That's so much Magic. So they have a lot of data to work with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So weakening cards, nerfs, will be the primary tool to affect the metagame. Nerfs will be aimed at cards and decks that have an outsized impact on the metagame, either through their own strengths and win rate or by suppressing other strategies. The goal of nerfing cards is to allow more strategies to compete and interact with these cards, and we're hoping the nerfed cards will continue to be relevant and powerful options in the format. 
Strengthening cards, or buffs, will be, just in case you're unfamiliar with gaming terminology, which is fair, uh, will be targeted at popular and highly played cards that are not part of the competitive metagame. Buffs have the goal of improving the experience and overall quality of life of playing these cards uh, and are less likely to affect the competitive metagame. The first set of alchemy buffs target single cards for a wide variety of strategies, but we will also look to buff multiple cards for a single strategy in future updates. We will not be rebalancing iconic cards that have a speci- that have a significant history behind them. Cards like Thalia, Guardian of Thraben, Lotus Cobra, Thoughtseize, and Negate are powerful, but are often used as references and examples to evaluate new cards and abilities. Rebalancing them would be too disruptive to those conversations. Okay. I find that a very interesting caveat. I like that yeah. a lot, actually. Yeah. You do run into the thing where if you, you stop a new card from being able to be one of those touchstones, if you rebalance it. But still, I, th- I, th- I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we expect this philosophy to be updated and changed as we collect player feedback and data on the impact of these changes. So um, they talked in their presentation as well about one of the things that they looked at for cards that they buffed is cards that were highly redeemed okay and and also highly played but that weren't putting up wins basically cards that people want to be good okay yeah right yeah 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 they're like people went out of their way to get them and they're going out of their way to play them mm-hmm. but they're just not performing they're just not performing and it's like that's interesting i think that's that's really cool that's that's not true for every one of them but i think that's an interesting thing to look at that it's like people have used their wild cards to get these Mm -hmm. but they're just kind of you know maybe we can just didn't quite get there yeah right so okay i don't know i I like that as as a person who does that all the time (laughs) i'm like Oh, this card is sweet. This card, I mean, it's good. I'm going to make it good. I'm going to play just it. it loses. Yeah. It just loses. I yeah. lose I lose matches when I resolve this card. <laughs> so I appreciate that as at least that being a pro-consumer um, move. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's take a look at the rebalance cards. Alrun's Epiphany. Good. Uh, which we uh, which we see here, obviously pretty pretty powerful in in uh, standard. Let's just go right to the, to the rebalanced version. So... You'll notice immediately it's very clear that this is the rebalanced one because they have the Mythic Arena icon in front of the name and where the holofoil stamp would be. So that's their, like, yo, this is weird, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one, so they've changed the foretell cost, so it's the same seven mana as the upfront casting cost, and you only get the birds if you cast it from foretell. Right. So... Is that going to be enough to stop the the oppression of Elrond's Epiphany? Who knows? But that's I think that's an interesting change. Essica's Chariot, they've changed it so you only get one cat instead of two cat tokens, which complete flavor failure. The whole yeah. point is that there's two cats. How dare you? Mm-hmm. But it also only takes one cat to crew now. So they changed it from two cats to one cat and the crew from four to two, mm-hmm. otherwise unchanged. Some of them are really small tweaks. Look at this. Look at uh, Faceless Haven. Snowland taps for colorless for three snow mana. It becomes a three three with vigilance and all creature types until end of turn. It's still a land. Previously, it became a four three. Oh, so okay. it's just a little less brutal. It's able to be blocked by a few more creatures without those creatures dying. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Goldspan Dragon, largely the same, same mana cost. Same. It's still a four four. It's got flying. It's got haste. Whenever it attacks, you create a treasure token. The treasure tokens tap 
for two mana of any one color. The only change is previously, whenever it became the target of a spell, you also created a treasure token. Hmm. So that's now no longer there because they were like, that's that's too much. Luminarch Aspirant. This is a big uh, this is a big nerf if you're playing Aspirant in aggressive white based decks. The it's still a one one. It's still one in a white. But the plus one plus one counter that goes on target creature you control now happens at your end step, mm. as opposed to the beginning of combat. So you still get it the turn you play the aspirant, but you don't get to attack with it that turn. So you can't go one drop, and then turn two aspirant attack with your one drop as a two two. Right. Yes. So, like I see, I see why, but that's a that's a big. <laughs> yeah, that's going to affect. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna hit some play patterns. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, mm, yeah, harsh. Now, the next one is actually banned in standard. Okay. So it's Omnath, Locus of Creation. So it's one more generic mana to cast. Still the same color combination. So it's now one red, green, white, blue, rather than just red, green, white, blue. Mm-hmm. Still a 4 4. Previously, enter the battlefield, draw a card. Now enters the battlefield, scry one. Significantly worse than draw a card. Mm hmm. And. I think that's it. Whenever a land has a battlefield under your control, you gain four life. If this is the first time this ability is resolved this turn, if it's the second time, add red, green, white, blue. If it's the third time, Omnath deals four damage to each opponent and each planeswalker you don't control. All of that is the same. This, why did Omnath draw a card? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it should have always been like this. Why did Omnath ever draw a card? Yeah. Why does it get to scry? (laughs) I, mean, I guess the landfall wasn't good enough. Um, <laughs> it's like, what? why does Library of Alexandria tap for mana? I don't know. <laughs> so into some of the buffs now. Uh, Cosmos Elixir. Uh, at the beginning of... It's, it's still for mana. At the beginning of your end step, draw a card if your life total is greater than your starting life total. Otherwise, you gain two life, and now you also scry one. If mm-hmm. you do the gain two life. So it's, instead of just gain two life, it's now gain two life and scry one. So that's a nice a nice bonus. Demi Lich, it's all exactly the same, but now it's a 4-4 four, four instead oh. of a 4-3. So lives through Bolt. Yep. The Highlander problem. <laughs> Solved. This is, I can totally see this being like, man, I just want to play Demi Lich. And it keeps dying to, to Everything. three yeah. mana, to three damage spells. This is like the classic card where your opponent resolves it and you're like, oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. I like that card. Kill it. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then there's two of the class enchantments. They both have a very similar change. So Druid class, it's all the same except the level three upgrade is been changed to two and a green from four and a green. Hmm. So it's a lot cheaper to get this up to level three, which is the one that makes a land into a creature. And then wizard class, same thing. And to get to level three, instead of four and a blue, it's now two and a blue. Hmm. So wizard class is one mana and then three mana and then three mana, which is, again, that's all. That's pretty powerful. That yeah. is, that's going to yeah. do a lot. And then last one, Phylath World Sculptor. It was it wasn't it wasn't good enough, right? They this was the fixed Avenger of Zendikar. Right. And they fixed right, it too right. much. So it's four red green for a five five. Now it has trample. And the landfall trigger doesn't just put four counters on a target land and make it a creature. That it also that land also gets trample until the end of that turn. So okay. that sounds like a 
beating. beating. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty brutal, actually. Yeah. Um. God, I hope this leads to better paper magic. Right, like that. Their experience with being able to fine tune standard mm-hmm. gives them information to feed back into R and D. Yeah. And develop I mean, better paper magic over the next couple of years. They've said I don't recall where they said it. It was I think it might have been in that presentation that like step one is still don't make cards so busted that they that they mm-hmm. need this. Like step one is still that. Yeah, nobody likes having their cards banned. Yeah, but going forward, this this is more like it's it's more like making tweaks to alchemy, right? It's mm-hmm. like if it. This is sort of irrelevant to standard now. Like, I agree with you, and I hope that that's true. Uh, and even they know that that's true, that they need to not make cards like Oko or Uro or, you know, stuff that is too powerful or Omnath, right? Mm-hmm. But but that's all for standard, which is not alchemy. And they're going to, they've said that, like, part of the philosophy of alchemy is they're going to keep twiddling the knobs, right? And that's just sort of, that's part of the buy-in to the format is, like, we're going to keep changing stuff around. So the problem, mm-hmm. here's that big asterisk now crashing down to earth. The problem is that the distinction that they've drawn is that standard is, I don't know if they actually have a term for it. Standard's a paper format or standard is a, is a. I don't actually recall if they have a specific term for that. Alchemy is a live format. That's that's what they're calling it. So okay. it's a live format. It can change. It uses the digital only cards. It's on Arena. They've now decided that historic is also a live format. And so what that means is the digital-only cards mm-hmm. are in are in historic, and some people who play historic don't like that and didn't, didn't like it when it was with Historic Horizons. They don't like it now. But at least even then it was still the, the original sort of promise of historic when it was introduced is like, Every, everything in everything arena. on arena is fair game and historic with right. ast- we with smaller asterisk with some bands. Mm-hmm. But what that means is historic being a live format is that it now will only use the rebalanced versions of cards. Right. Right. And that's that's a problem that some people some people have yeah, and i and i and i can understand that because it because yeah. it, it means that like it's like hey this is historic it's meant to be in an, an, an eternal format we can handle playing with an unchanged alrin's epiphany mm-hmm. right we can we can deal with i mean maybe omnath is a bad example because i think that one also got banned there but like we can deal with luminarch aspirant in mm-hmm. historic and now i can't play it yeah right and yeah. they're not there's no uh, wild card refund. Uh huh. So if you have Luminarch, if you have four Luminarch aspirants, and they rebalance it, you're not getting wild cards for it because it's not they haven't banned the cards. You can still play the cards. The card just doesn't do what it did. The thing that it did when you paid yeah. the wild cards to get it in the first place. It's like um oh god the Davriel uh removal spell. Davriel's Withering, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nobody was playing that because it was a fair removal spell. <laughs> no. They were they were playing it to start loops. Yeah. Right? And so... When they changed that to target creature 
you don't control. That was a yes. good change. It, it was a good change and yeah. probably healthy for the format, but nobody spent wild cards on that card because mm-hmm. it was a fair removal spell. Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> and so you're just kind of out those cards. And maybe that's a bad example because maybe most people looked at people who played that deck and were like, good. Good, I'm glad you're out of those wild cards. Well, I mean, and it, and it shouldn't matter why someone got a specific card, but it, mm-hmm. but it matters that they did. Yeah. Right? And so the 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 fact that the fact that you you don't get a wild card refund when some folks who don't play limited find themselves pinched on wild cards, mm-hmm. and the fact that now there is no official format where you can play non-rebalanced cards yeah. like there's in once these rotate out of standard is there any of these that aren't in standard <laughs> i'm trying to find a good example here but like there's standard where you play the cards as as printed and then there's alchemy and historic where you play the rebalanced cards there's no eternal format where you can because this will also be the same mm-hmm. i assume for actually i don't know the state of brawl i guess brawl is a live format i actually don't know Brawl was introduced as a paper format, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I honestly like <laughs> Originally it was, but then the pandemic happened and I have lost all sense of time. Um but uh yeah, so it's that that I I I understand and that's been that's been the biggest pushback. We're less than 24 hours out from this announcement at this moment in time, so but th- that's the, the the biggest pushback. I ran an informal poll uh that was very unscientific on the loading ready run discord i asked the magic channel i was like could you please react to this message with one of these three options um Mm -hmm. of uh, let me actually find out my exact wording but what i didn't ask and should have is um uh whether or not (laughs) you actually play historic so i said uh i feel this activity hurts historic and my enjoyment of it i feel this is a benefit to historic or i absolutely do not give a crap that last one won, so I oh. assume that those people either don't play don't play don't, histor- don't play historic or just right. or just like it's fine whatever. Um, but the at about at about three to one from the other votes was people saying that I feel like it actively hurts historic and my enjoyment of it, um, which is definitely the <laughs> the the sentiment in the other place that I was getting my data, which is the Magic and Magic Arena subreddits, understandably very upset yeah i <laughs> which is why i went to i was like can i ask you people in the discord because <laughs> i right now i'm only getting my information from reddit and twitter and people are angry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i i i understand that frustration and, and i think that, it's reasonable yeah to be i think angry. it's totally reasonable yeah um uh, not getting refunds on wild cards is just i don't know that feels like really unnecessary feel bads yeah right like yeah. we nerfed your cards because we decided that we didn't like your deck winning. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I... Maybe people wouldn't be as annoyed about this if the economy was better, right? Yeah. Like, the economy on Arena is not great. Now, a lot of people are asking... A lot of people are like, the like Arena needs a dusting system. And for people who are unaware of what that actually means because people throw the word around like everyone knows what dusting means. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it comes from Hearthstone. Yeah, com- I mean, where, where it was a loan word from World of Warcraft. Right, right, right. Of course, right. So it's basically you can take cards and just turn them into dust and then use that dust to buy other cards. You basically turn it into a wild card-like currency. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Arena has a dusting system. It's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> like Arena has that. It's because um, on Hearthstone you could turn anything into dust, mm-hmm. right? You could just turf your whole collection, and then if a card that you dusted then became playable and relevant, then you're like, oh crap! Now I have to now I have to get those cards back again. And someone was saying Legends of Runeterra mm-hmm. does dusting after the first four. Once right. you once you have a playset, then then the dusting happens. That's what Arena does. That's mm-hmm. what the Vault is. It's just not good payout. Yes, right? and also it um it won't it doesn't recognize reprints of cards across four different like sets. That's also a problem. If you have four duress from M twenty and four duress from M twenty one, you have eight duress. Yeah, just make it on. Just make it like a an alternate car, uh, art art style. Yeah. 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 Come also, on. Also, that's so that's another sort of big complaint is that and and we know we know Cameron and I know and most of you listening know that these are not the same departments. No, but it still looks bad when they're like, we have big announcements for Arena. Check this out. We've invented this new thing that's going to F up historic (laughs) and is going to just be this weird thing when there are a lot of features for Arena that people have been desperately waiting for for a very long time. Yeah. Like setting default basic land, getting to choose your card styles, like Mm -hmm. things, you know, things like that that are seemingly being ignored. Again, we know it's different teams, but clearly the management is prioritizing. prioritizing where they put the money, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, even, I don't remember his name, but I think his first name was Ian. Even he in the presentation on Weekly MTG, like offhandedly, I don't think he meant to, but like offhandedly mentioned like within the time we had to do this. And it's like, how th- how rushed was this? How, you know, were you yeah. like up against it? Because I, bu- I believe it, right? So just like the two to one wild cards thing, we can only hope that people make a big enough stink and it's like, all right, look, if you mm-hmm. if you uh, if you have a place out of these cards and we rebalance it, that you're gonna get you're gonna get wild yeah. cards for it. What? But in the time we had for it, for this entirely new thing, yeah, that, that no, was a that, surprise that nobody asked for. Yeah, like I mean, it, it's it's interesting. I yeah, I kind of I kind of like the the and again, alchemy standard um, from that event. You know, because I've seen people saying you know like nobody asked for this true nobody wanted this not, not necessarily, necessarily true because no. that event that they ran with like the rebalanced oko and uro and stuff that was very popular people mm-hmm. liked that and i f- i'm pretty sure that was a proof of concept for people going look people would be down with this kind of thing i mean yeah. just just to quickly jump in the yeah, argument the argument of nobody asked for this is just the worst argument in <laughs> yeah, the world because nobody asked, asked for yeah. a lot of things but that's how you get stuff how you get new stuff that's how smart that's why smart people give you good stuff we wouldn't have <laughs> smartphones if steve jobs didn't give us the iphone right like <laughs> of course you didn't ask for it but you might enjoy it <laughs> jesus Thanks, Steve. I, when I was three, no, I didn't ask for anyone to feed me asparagus, <laughs> but they did, and it, and it worked out, right? Like, I don't know, I don't know. Sometimes it's okay to try new things, but like, if if you're up, ag- I like asparagus, but it makes yeah. makes my pee smell weird. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Do you know? <laughs> this is a brief aside, <laughs> but I'm gonna try desperately to make this analogy work somehow back to alchemy the genetic quirk Mm -hmm. that makes 
asparagus cause your pee to smell weird. Mm-hmm. And the genetic quirk that lets you smell weird asparagus pee are different and you don't have to have both of them. And we know this because of a former roommate of Kathleen who had one and not the other and so was unaware that he was turning the bathroom into something that smelled like a burning tire dump. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. So this relates to alchemy because you can be aware of fixing one no i can't no, i can't yeah, no, figure can't, this out we can't we can't square the circle but on <laughs> one hand i like that there man imagine if that was an evolutionary pressure <laughs> right at some point at some point it was beneficial for humans to be able to detect when other humans had eaten asparagus <laughs> what a weird what a weird thing right like for whatever reason if somebody had eaten asparagus, it was going to impact your ability to reproduce. <laughs> Possibly true. Um, <laughs> okay, like... Okay. I don't know. Alchemy standard seems interesting to me. Yeah. I would like to try it out because I hate standard. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's super cool, actually. I, I, am, I am, in fact, bullish on alchemy. I think, yeah. I think it existing and being like this arena-only standard quasi standard thing that does not replace actual standard yes i think is great uh the the digital only cards sure why not if you're messing about with it go for it i my honestly my biggest complaint which i think is i feel is most people's biggest complaints is that it messes with historic in a way that i don't think it should yeah i don't think it's really necessary and i mean there must have been some like the, there, there were clear options, mm-hmm. right? Like, should the alchemy cards be in historic Y slash N? We need to figure this out. Yeah, right. And is that coming from a philosophical uh, uh, place of like historic reflects the cards that are available in arena mm-hmm. and in standard as an eternal format, and therefore the rebalanced alchemy cards are what are available in what is available. I can't conjugate. I can't. However, the conjugation yes, works. Yes. Yeah. However, it works. Yeah. Right. Or is this what's best for the game? Right. Right. Or best for the um, uh, for the format? Or do we have separate things? Which I, I think is probably the worst option. Yeah. I feel like where that broke was historic is an arena only format yes. by design, by, yes. by its origin. And, and standard so, is not. Yeah. And so if historic is arena only, then we are going to make it very arena. And if yes. we're doing the rebalancing and digital only stuff on arena, then historic also has all of that. Right. I, I'm, uh, and and I understand. Like, the thing is, I'm not like, where did they come up with this? What a stupid idea. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. I yeah. understand that philosophy. That makes perfect sense. Because what was the third thing you said? was uh, separate Separate cues. Right. The idea of you have alchemy, and then, and then like or, 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 or alchemy you have, historic yeah historic and alchemy historic and then it's like i think that's i don't know i think if you're going that route then it should then rather than that it should be like 
setting up a match on arena should be like setting up a game of smash brothers <laughs> where you're like all right what do we do okay we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play no we're, jigglypuff we're gonna play stock uh you know like no healing items no right so it's like all right hang on what are we playing we're gonna we're gonna do historic uh rebalanced yes digital only no you know you have the full like granularity yeah. but then it's then it's like then you get into it it's just it's too fractious at that point right yeah, there's exactly. too many it's the tower of babel right yeah yeah um and yeah i i mean i think this decision was probably come to honestly the thing is i think i i truly i know there's so much tinfoil hat and conspiracy stuff out there i truly think most decisions wizards makes are come to honestly i don't think they're trying to poison their own game no i do think there is a lot of decisions that are based on money and that shouldn't surprise anybody that doesn't make them okay that's not yes people are i, I hate that as a defense right yeah, that it's, it's like, like well oh. they're they're a company so they're required to make money that means they had to make this terrible decision like well no, no. F, <laughs> f that but I, th- I do think most of their decisions are like no well we think this will be we truly think this is going to be the best thing what about these problems well yes we we know that but we do think this is the best way around it and you know but Again, there are. I think there's better ways to implement it about thinking out. Every, mm. I also truly believe that they often have problems with thinking through every step in the process. Yeah, or or the, or the fallout. Yes, like I. I mean, my my thought on it would be the thing that I get into frequently, right? Where you've got this problem and you are focused on the problem and you are trying to solve the problem and you forget that anything outside the problem exists. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um. And then you come up with a solution to your problem and you deploy it and you're like, oh, this doesn't actually work the way I hope to because I, I don't. I, presumably they don't do that because they have teams of people. I don't I don't know, though. Right. Like. This is me projecting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many people are involved in these decisions, but the. Um, uh, I, I I hope that they come to some sort of some sort of satisfactory conclusion because I, I think that Arena and his existence is good and fine and I, I completely understand and sympathize with the people who are like, well, uh, now I'm not really interested in playing Historic anymore. Yeah, because like these interesting, powerful cards that I really liked are not available and I can't have confidence that any of the other cards that I think are powerful and interesting will continue to be so. So I don't know how to spend my wild cards, and I don't know how to deck build. Yeah. Because I don't know what's going to eat the next Banhammer. Yeah, because they've talked about how they're planning on doing rebalances and tweaks to alchemy frequently. Yeah. Meaning that will also be true of Historic. Yeah, so also what are those balancing and tweaks based on? Mm. Probably standard. Probably, right? yeah. Probably standard. So, you know, it's just... Uh, it, months ago, there was that argument. Uh, there was a court case where one of the arguments was like, well, what is a video game? <laughs> right. And just watching all of, like, game criticism Twitter react to that tweet about the, 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 the arguments in the state courthouse being like, well, what's a video game? And they had to present an argument about what a video game was. And everyone is like, oh, we've been having this argument for 40 years. Just don't, <laughs> don't. And it, it, some uh, one of my mutuals was like, they're just speaking forbidden words of power <laughs> inside this courtroom. And there's swaths of destruction just arcing outwards in every direction. Yeah. Right. So like, 
you know, if you're rebalancing for standard, I mean, I guess most of these cards were probably balanced for standard to begin with, or they thought they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fallout across other formats is going to be unpredictable, mm-hmm. I feel. And maybe they are looking at it as like, well, when we nerf this in standard, what is the effect on historic? Because presumably they also have that information. Yeah. Right? They can they can they can pull those numbers. But they're gonna to have to prioritize somewhere. And I don't know how the sort of breakdown is gonna go between like um paper versus alchemy. Because alchemy they can be like, oh whatever, we'll just twiddle some dials, right? But like mm-hmm. doing a ban because in paper your only option is a ban. Yes. Right? Historic even had that suspension thing where it's like, hey, you're going to go on the bench for a bit. You're not banned, but you're not, we're watching you and you can't play as many. So we'll see. And then they either take them off suspension or fully ban them. But in standard, it's like, you can play everything in standard or this card is banned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is it going to be like, I wonder if it's going to be a situation of like, oh, this card's kind of hecking up standard. Hey, Alchemy team, you want to like futz with it a bit? And then Alchemy's like, all right, well, what if we did this to it? And I was like, oh, no, that's still broken. Uh, okay, well, I guess we're going to ban that. Like, I don't know how, I don't know what these conversations are going to look like. Presumably, they will be having these conversations, but. And I mean, like, when a ban comes through, there's usually an article mm-hmm. talking pretty openly about why it was banned and what they had hoped would happen. And maybe they thought that the meta would adjust for it. Mm hmm. And the ways that maybe they thought that could happen, and then it didn't, right? Um, so hopefully we see that same kind of transparency around rebalancing. Yep. Um, because it honestly seems like those articles are things people kind of enjoy writing because they're about the nuts and bolts of the game. Yeah, um, I love reading those because it's like, what, what, what's what's your thought process here? And you read it, and you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I. In a vacuum, I think it's all very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I would just have a really hard time justifying myself to myself spending my wild cards on historic now. Yeah. Especially those mythic and rare ones where I'm like, is this going away and am I getting nothing in return? We just need a better economy on arena. We need you. The vault's got to be more generous with with wild cards and. Certainly for this first batch, because it's such a surprise, I think that people should absolutely get wild cards if they're uh-huh. if their yeah. stuff gets like, nerfed. Like, yeah, like whatever. It's 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 a alchemy standard. But if I was if I was invested in historic, yeah, and yeah, I think I think I would be I'd be annoyed by this. I'd be frustrated by this. Honestly, I I, I think that's totally justifiable. I don't care for it. Yeah, and I understand it philosophically where where the arena team is coming from with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, for this to just drop yeah, and be like, surprise! It's next week. So, yeah. There's a bunch more cards sort of being spoiled over the course of today um, and presumably over the whole week. So obviously, by the time you hear this, we'll be several days behind of the digital-only spoilers. Um, so, you know... But just apologies that we can't be up to speed on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but those those are the initial thoughts at least. Anything else to add, James? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, this card, Alrun's Epiphany, is new name is AA Runs. AA Runs Epiphany. Okay, AA. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's that's really good. That's all I have. <laughs> that's really good. Wow, the key and peel from 2015. <laughs> Blast from the past. Solid. Oh. 
Uh, no new secret layers dropped while we were <laughs> while we were recording. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. I think we're clear. Okay, good. good. Oh. <laughs> All right, made it one week. <laughs> it's tough to. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to get uh, your hands on some cards that do exist physically in the real world, and they literally can't change the text on them because they are already printed, uh, you can head over to Card Kingdom. Please do check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. That lets them know we sent you, and we do that because we think they're great. And uh, let's let's play paper. <laughs> let's play paper more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Don't forget, we have a store also, store.loadingreadyrun.com. Mm-hmm. We sell, like, playmats and T-shirts and stuff over there. Good stuff. And that's going to do it for this week. So I've been Graham, joined by Cameron. Cameron. And James is over there. And Heather gets these online. And thank you all so much for uh, watching and listening. And yeah, appreciate it. Bye.